भगवान बिगिन्स दिस चैप्टर बाय रिविलिंग द वेरी एसेंस ऑफ ऑल द स्क्रिप्चर्स दिस बॉडी is called kshetra that which is seen that which is experienced and there is a consciousness which is conscious of this body and that consciousness is called kshetradnya and this kshetradnya is in fact the supreme reality itself so bhagwan from the standpoint of the supreme reality he says that i alone am the kshetradnya in all the kshetra in all the bodies i alone am there as the kshetradnya so as i had given example yesterday the sun is the ultimate reality and all the drops of water is like the various bodies and the reflection of the sun is the kshetradnya which is essentially the sun itself so the power or that consciousness by which i am conscious of the body or which by which i am conscious of myself there is a consciousness that i exist which we which we say i am that i am is the kshetradnya so i am i exist i am present this experience remains constant right from our childhood till now it is there only in deep sleep state it is absent when we are unconscious it is absent but otherwise it is constantly there it doesn't depend on the on the type of the body it doesn't depend on the condition of the body it doesn't depend on the condition of the mind the intellect this is always constantly there the i am i am this this i exist and it doesn't require any proof also i don't need any proof about for my existence so it is a undisputed fact it doesn't depend on any praman it is swayam praman it is a proof by itself it doesn't require any other proof so i am that is the kshetra kshetradnya so that is the fact then whatever i pursue through this or whatever i am conscious of including the consciousness of the of the senses and the mind and the world whatever i am conscious of is called kshetra which is part of this which is also the world so bhagwan uh, revealed this very important truth and he says that uh, understanding this itself is called knowledge 
when we understand this secret of kshetra and kshetradnya, this itself is the great knowledge which will free us from all bondage. So we have to understand not the kshetra but the kshetradnya. So kshetradnya is indicated as neya, as the as that which has to be known. Bhagwan says, I will tell you in detail this kshetra, what it is, how it is, what is its nature, and what are its modification, and I will also tell you what is kshetradnya. And this is not my original idea, but this is being said by all the rishis, this has been declared in all the Vedas, and this has been indicated in Brahma Sutra and other uh, literature, uh, through proper rational uh, uh, thinking and uh, uh, very systematically it is presented convincingly in all this. So Bhagwan now reveals in detail the Kshetra. So yesterday we had chanted, again we will chant verse number 5. Mahabhutanyahankaraha Buddhiravyaktamevacha Indriyanidashaykancha Panchachendriyagocharaha Mahabhutanyahankaraha Mevacha Indriyani dashai kancha All this, there are 24 items here, which are the kshetra. The body is made up of 24 uh, different items. And this whole world also is made up of 24. Because this, our limited body, is a part of this entire cosmos. But the entire world is also a body. So, it is a body of uh, the higher uh, beings. Hmm? So, ultimately, the right from Brahmaji to all the devatas and all different types of beings, human beings, animal, birds, plant, all of us, we have this body which is made up of this 24 elements and uh, uh, that is all kshetra. Kshetra means that which is known, that which is one is conscious of, that which is different from this consciousness, that which is called inert or matter. In modern term it is called matter or inert. It doesn't have life of its own. It doesn't have consciousness of its own. Its existence depends on the seer. Because I see, because I experience, it is there. It's like the dream. The dream world is there as long as the dreamer is seeing it. When the dreamer wakes up, the dream world disappears. So all this is indicated by the term Kshetra. And this uh, 24 tattvas are Mahabhutani. Mahabhutani are the five great elements in their subtle form. 
See, five great elements are subtle, and five great elements also becomes gross. The gross five elements are experienced by through our senses as shabda, sparsha, rupa, rasagandha, as sound, touch, uh, rupa, sight, rasa, taste, and gandha. Gandha is smell. So the grossified five elements are experienced through the senses, but the subtle elements are not experienced through the senses. They are also five in number. The five they are also called tanmatras. These five subtle elements are also called tanmatras, and uh, they are so subtle that uh, the and they have these three qualities within them satvik rajasik and tamasik the satvik aspect of those five elements they are very more subtle and in those satvik aspect the reality the supreme reality uh, shines forth more vividly the presence of the supreme reality in the satvik aspect of this subtle element reflects as as life and as consciousness to give an example like the sun the sun is shining brightly and brilliantly and it gets reflected in every object of this world but in some objects it gets reflected more vividly suppose you have a mirror then in that mirror you can see the entire sun very clearly but if there is a, a, a flowing river a water then the reflection is not very clear it gets little shaky and if it is a it's a little bit of uh, opaque uh, surface then the reflection is not at all seen properly and if it is a dark surface then the reflection is not seen at all sun is there shining in them but it gets reflected only in a pure and good reflecting medium similarly that supreme reality is there everywhere everywhere but it reflects as consciousness only in the subtle elements not in the grossified five elements in the gross five elements that supreme reality reflects as uh, as existence therefore anything in this world we experience as ease as existing uh, as existence but in the subtle elements the supreme reality reflect as consciousness as life therefore we find that uh, that supreme is there in a living person also in a dead person also but in the dead person the subtle elements are missing therefore it doesn't get reflected as life therefore the reality doesn't get reflected as consciousness who is making noise there cutter 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 ha so the in the 
in the subtle elements the reflection of the supreme reality is is life as consciousness therefore we find that uh, uh, our senses are made from the subtle five elements see all this you will learn if you read the book tatva bodh by adi shankaracharya ji he has explained this in detail i am just giving you the brief uh, understanding of this so the five elements the themselves in their subtle form becomes our senses see for example sound sound is not aware of sound the ears are aware of sound ne sound if it is there the sound itself is not aware of sound the ears are aware of sound eyes also are not aware of sound the ears are aware of sound this ears is the sound is the expression of the element called space and ears are made from the subtle uh, subtle aspect of this space in which the consciousness gets reflected is a technical detail ha huh? just so that uh, whatever is said here is very interesting it is not just bhagwan has given some terms here but it's very interesting so these five great elements they also are there in our body they are not seen but they have gone to make our senses and the material of these five elements have gone to make our senses they have gone to make our organs of uh, action also and they have also gone to make our mind and intellect the material with which the mind and intellect is made are the five elements only and these five elements are matter but subtle matter they are so fine that they reflect the pure reality as consciousness and it shines as though like that consciousness itself again to give the example the sun is so bright and brilliant that you can't see it directly but when we see look at the reflection of the sun in the mirror that also becomes that is also very bright and brilliant but it is not the sun it is reflection similarly the pure consciousness is free from all objects but the same consciousness expressing through our mind the mind gets that ability to understand to feel to experience it is not the ability of the mind by itself it is jada but because of the presence of consciousness the mind becomes conscious appears conscious hmm. so it's a very interesting uh, uh, phenomena and it is explained this are all explained in our vedanta vedanta is a very deep philosophy which explains lot of all these things so mahabhutani the five great subtle elements they also make our our body then ahankarah ahankar is the ego the sense the it is also a thought that i am the doer it is it is because of the identification with the body the mind the intellect there is a 
there is a thought of ownership which is which is created which also has got the reflection of consciousness in it and it it owns everything it says i am the one uh, when feeling comes it comes in the mind but suddenly there is also a, another thought comes which says it is my feeling the ideas come in our intellect but another thought comes and says that it is my idea that's called ahankar it is also part of the thoughts only one of the thought thought regarding our own self regarding our own notion of our own self hmm it's an identity which is created there falsely so this ahankar is also part of the kshetra because it is also known it is also we are conscious we are conscious of ahankar also there is consciousness of ahankar it also keeps on changing it depending on the when the body changes the mind changes the ahankar also changes like suppose i ask you who are you and all whatever you say i am this and so and so this that and all that is the ahankar and after 5 years if I, i have to ask you you will say something else only that means in this 5 years it has changed it changes every moment but it has totally undergone change in your childhood if you were asked you will say oh i am a little boy we are playing this and i am always we want to play and all then as a youth you say something else as a elderly person you say something else so which one is you these are all ahankar only none of them are you this ahankar is a, a personality created by the inner equipment and which is also part of the body kshetra so ahankar mahabhutani ahankarah then buddhi hi buddhi is also another inner instrument buddhi also is made up of the subtle five elements so it is also matter but this matter in this matter is reflected that pure consciousness or reality as and the buddhi also becomes alive it also becomes conscious it also gets the ability to understand and know so it has got this power this buddhi to analyze and to ju- uh, to judge and to come to a particular decision conclusion that is also a system an instrument which is there within uh, within this mechanism called body and we have this mind so mind is connected to our senses so senses are giving us the information of the world outside and then we react to those information that reaction is our mind and that mind keeps on having different types of uh, thoughts about it and the buddhi analyzes the whole thing and comes to a conclusion and afterwards it gives the direction to the organs of action and all to perform whatever action required so all this mechanism is ha- happening within us 
like our computer. So many things are happening that CPU and all those people are there. And people means objects, whatever they are there. They are managing the whole show of your computer. When you just type something and you enter, lot of things happen inside which we are not aware of. So similarly, when we uh, experience this world, let us say you you see a moving object. As you are walking, you see something moving. And that is seen through the eyes and then the mind uh, uh, thinks that maybe it is a snake or something and it gets frightened. Huh? But it is not sure, so it keeps on thinking what it is, I wonder what it is and all. Then the one watches is looks at it properly and then comes to know that oh it is just uh, some rope and all. Then the intellect tells it is a it is a rope. So the decision is made or the understanding happens that it is a rope. So the clear cut firm understanding that understanding might be wrong also. Huh? That firm understanding is given by the buddhi. And the sankalpa vikalpa, whether this is this way or that way or whether it is big or small or whether I should do or should not do, all this sankalpa vikalpa is the mind. And the stimuli from the world is uh, is captured or the stimuli of the five great elements as shabda, sparsha, rupa, rasagandha is captured by the senses. Hmm? So the organs of perception they are, the eyes, the ears, the nose, they are made up of subtle elements. What I see as eyes are not the eyes, they are just the place where the organ of perception resides. If there is some defect in the physical eye, then the organ of perception cannot function. So when we correct it, then it starts functioning again. It doesn't get spoiled. Even in a blind person, there is a ability to see. It doesn't get spoiled. But only the outer structure is not proper, so it is not expressed properly. It's like you have some nice uh, uh, software, but your computer doesn't uh, have the available thing, hardware to get it expressed. So it remains there without getting expressed. Or sometimes one gets that uh, cataract, uh, can't see properly. Then when it is corrected, again we can see. So ability to see is the, called the organ of perception, the eyes, not the physical eye. The physical eyes are made from gross five elements and the ability to see is made from the subtle five elements. And that too from the element called fire. The element fire in its subtle form, goes to become our eyes. Means, in that subtle aspect of fire, the consciousness gets reflected, and by the ability of the reflection of consciousness, this fire itself is able to comprehend itself. Form is also an expression of fire. Color is also an expression of fire. So the expression of fire as color and form is comprehended by the subtle aspect of fire when the reflection of consciousness fall into it and it becomes the organ of perception. Therefore in the, one of the chapter Bhagavan says, 
that this uh, all this is a play of gunas only guna guneshu vartante so the indriyas are the five organs of perception and the five organs of action so there total are 10 i hope you know all the details so organs of perception eyes ears nose skin tongue five organs of action hands legs and tongue organ of speech then the organ of evacuation that is also called organ of action and a generative organ that is also called an organ of action so these five organs of action they are also made up of the five great element in their subtle form the rajasic aspect of these five great elements when the reality gets ref- reflected in it expressed as these five great elements the de- details even if you don't remember don't have to worry huh? and this five great elements that rajas expect also expresses as the pranas in us in them the reflection expresses as life the reflection of consciousness in the five great elements subtle five elements reflect as life life is not the quality of matter scientists are now even looking for life they are trying to find out they are trying to create life life is not the quality of matter but life is the consciousness reflecting in this matter it ex- that matter expresses as alive but not in all matter the subtle matter in that subtle matter the uh, consciousness expresses as life it's very interesting so indriyani dasha and ekam ekam here means the mind the mind is in charge of the senses organs of perception and organs of action are directly connected to the mind so whenever we receive any stimuli it immediately reaches our mind and that reaction is called our thinking and our emotion reaction to the external stimuli reaction can be directly to the external stimuli or sometimes we may remember certain things of yesterday or in the of the past and that also gives reaction and then the uh, all sorts of thing happening is called the mind the feeling and the thoughts generated for example yesterday if you had some interesting experience you remember that and again that generates some emotions some thinking that is the mind mind is a thinking and reacting organ but intellect keeps it under control if the intellect is not keeping that under control then we will just react to the outer situation like in some animals and all the intellect is not well developed so they just react to the outer situation but human being 
when we get the stimuli the intellect thinks about it and then tells the mind you don't uh, act in this way but you act in the other way it gives proper guidance suppose you uh, like a an animal if uh, a dog is there if the it will uh, react in a, its own own natural way somebody kicks it it just turns around and bites the person but uh, if you kick a human being it should not do but just as an example that fellow will look behind and check if he is intelligent huh? if he is not intelligent he will turn behind and beat up that person but if he is intelligent he will see how strong that person is whether he is my boss whether he is my other relative father in law and based on that his intellect will give him judgment mind will say pitai karo iski intellect says no this is not a good uh, idea we will wait for the next uh, good opportunity but now we will postpone the matter but what should i do i am getting restless and our mind is telling the intellect i am i feel like beating up don't you just uh, you tell the senses to just smile but it's very difficult so you try then he somehow smiles so this all thing is happening in you in me is it's a natural process so that mind is very interesting so mind intellect ahankar there quite a interesting uh, uh, part of our body kshetra and all of them are known we know that there is there is an intellect we know that there is ahankar we are conscious of our mind we are conscious of ahankar we are conscious of buddhi then there is something called avyakta avyakta is the past impressions which are not seen unmanifested impressions of the of the past which are not seen but we know they are there like for example if i i for learn some something some art some music that impression is stored i know i know that i know so it is stored so all my habits my vasanas my past knowledge my experiences my memory all these are stored they are unmanifest they are not seen but whenever it is required we can retrieve them so they come out we can use them for our thinking for our judging hmm so they are retrieved they are like stored information whenever the intellect has got to take any decision it refers to the stored information it's like referring to our files like and depending upon how we have filed them how we have classified them we can retrieve them quickly or in a delayed process our filing system determines our personality some people put things in the wrong file only then when they have to retrieve it doesn't come or they retrieve the wrong file and take wrong decisions like whatever now you are learning in this satsang and all you should put them in a proper file and when situation comes 
You should refer to this file, but we refer to some other file. And therefore we react in a different way in the world. And people say, itna satsang karne ke baad bhi kuch nahi hua. Hua, lekin file thoda sa wrong maine khol diya. Because that file, uh, intellect refers to that file and sees what experience I had in the past and under similar circumstances how I had responded and it responds in the same way. See, therefore, if uh, whatever new learning we, ta- uh, we uh, acquire, it is, it is also stored in a file, but when somebody asks us a question, we refer to the old file and give reply. Like whatever you are learning here, it is there in your head. But suddenly if you are caught and asked some question, you will start telling something old story only. Therefore I don't ask actually. <laughs> old story this. But today you'll, ah, yeah, that, oh, yeah, that is in the new file. I forgot about it. But regularly when we refer to this new file, it becomes more prominent. It becomes more available. And that is called reflection, making it more available. So it's a very beautiful uh, machine. It's a mechanism, our body is a very subtle mechanism where the gross physical body is made up of the gross five elements. And that is what is called the Indriya Gocharaha, that which is seen and pursued by the senses. Means Shabda Sparsha Rupa Rasagandha, the Akash, Vayu, Agni, Jal, Prithvi are pursued through the senses and they form the gross physical body. But inside the physical body, there is the senses, the the mind, the intellect, the ahankar, and the subtle five elements. All of them are not perceived. They are also there. They are, we are conscious of them. Therefore, they are called kshetra. So this 24, I hope you got the 24, huh? So the five subtle elements, then um, the ahankar, buddhi, and uh, a vector and uh, the ten uh, senses and the mind I also lost count and the five uh, this uh, vishe of the senses all of them become twenty four hmm. so, so they are the uh, material which go to make this body and they are the material which make go to make the world. And the pure reality reflects in it and the reflection of this pure reality in this uh, 24 elements material is what we call the Kshetradnya. That is what we call the, that is where we have the experience of I am my own existence and that remains constant and that is also linked to this body both of them appear together so experience of I am and the awareness of the body happens together and when the experience of I am get dissolved the experience of the body and the world also dissolves 
like in deep sleep state, like in death. There is no experience of the I am, then there is no experience of the world also. So this is, uh, that is called Kshetradnya and this is Kshetra. Okay, you reflect and try to understand this. Now, uh, this 24, which also includes the mind and intellect, then in the mind and in the intellect we experience a lot of things, like uh, happiness, unhappiness, attachment and uh, sorrow, pain. All these are also called vikara, the modification of kshetra, further modification. Thus 24, they further modify, not all 24, but our mind, intellect modifies to give us various experience. Those experiences are also called kshetra, because they are, we are conscious of them. So they are called the vikara, the modification. And that modification, Bhagavan now enumerates in the next verse. Icha dvesha sukham dukham Sanghatas chetanadhritihi Etakshetram samasena Savikaram Dahritam Icha Dvesha Sukham Dukham Sanghatas Chetanadritihi One is called Icha. Icha is desire. When we Year or when we see some objects which we feel uh, or when we hear about some object which we feel will give us uh, happiness, that impression is stored, I know, I know that I know. So it is stored. So all my habits, my vasanas, my past uh, knowledge, my experiences, my memory, all these are stored, they are unmanifest, they are not seen. But whenever it is required, we can retrieve them. So they come out. We can use them for our thinking, for our judging. Hmm. So they are retrieved. They are like stored information. Whenever the intellect has got to take any decision, it refers to the stored information. It's like referring to our files like. And depending upon how we have filed them, how we have classified them, we can retrieve them quickly or in a delayed process. Our filing system determines our personality. Some people put things in the wrong file only. Then when they have to retrieve, it doesn't come. Or they retrieve the wrong file and take wrong decisions. Like whatever now you are learning in this satsang and all, you should put them in a proper file. And when situation comes, you should refer to this file. But we refer to some other file. 
एंड देफो वी रिएक्ट इन अ डिफरेंट वे इन द वर्ल्ड एंड पीपल से इतना सत्संग करने के बाद भी कुछ नहीं हुआ हुआ लेकिन फाइल थोड़ा सा रॉन्ग मैंने खोल दिया बिकॉज दैट फाइल इंटेलेक्ट रिफर्स टू दैट फाइल एंड सी इज वॉट एक्सपीरियंस आई हैड इन द पास्ट एंड अंडर सिमिलर सर्कमस्टेंसेज हाउ आई हैड रिस्पॉन्डेड एंड इट रिस्पॉन्स इन द सेम थिंग See, therefore, if uh, whatever new learning we ta- uh, we uh, acquire, it is it is also stored in a file. But when somebody asks us a question, we refer to the old file and give reply. Like whatever you are learning here, it is there in your head. But suddenly, if you are caught and asked some question, you will start telling something old story only. Therefore, I don't ask actually. Old story, this. Are you about today? You ah, yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that is in the new file. I forgot about it. But regularly, when we refer to this new file, it becomes more prominent. It becomes more available, and that is called reflection, making it more available. so it's a very beautiful uh, machine it's a mechanism our body is a very subtle mechanism where the gross physical body is made up of the gross five elements and that is what is called the indriya gocharaha that which is seen and pursued by the senses means shabda sparsha roop rasagandha the akash vayu agni jal prithvi are pursued through the senses and they form the gross physical body but inside the physical body there is the senses the the mind the intellect the ahankar and the subtle five elements all of them are not perceived they are also there they are we are conscious of them therefore they are called kshetra so this 24 i hope you got the 24 huh so the five subtle elements then uh, the ahankar buddhi and the avyakta and uh, the ten uh, senses and the mind i also lost count and the five uh, this uh, vishay of the senses all of them become 24 hmm so so they are the uh, material which go to make this body and they are the material which make go to make the world and the pure reality reflects in it and the reflection of this pure reality in this uh, 24 elements material is what we call the kshetradnya that is what we call the that is where we have the experience of i am my own existence and that remains constant and that is also linked to this body both of them appear together so experience of i am and the awareness of the body happens together and when the experience of i am get dissolved the experience of the body and the world also dissolves like in deep sleep state like in death there is no experience of the i am 
then there is no experience of the world also. So this is, uh, that is called Kshetradnya and this is Kshetra. Okay, you reflect and try to understand this. Now, uh, this 24, which also include the mind and intellect, then in the mind and in the intellect we experience lot of things like uh, happiness, unhappiness, attachment and uh, sorrow, pain. All these are also called vikara, the modification of kshetra, further modification. Thus 24, they further modify, not all 24, but our mind, intellect modifies to give us various experience. Those experiences are also called kshetra because they are, we are conscious of them. So they are called the vikar, the modification. And that modification Bhagavan now enumerates in the next verse. Icha dvesha sukham dukham Sanghatas chetanadhritihi Etakshetram samasena Savikaram udahritam Icha dveshas sukham dukham Sanghatas chetanadhritihi Haan, one is called Icha. Icha is desire. When we hear or when we see some objects which we feel uh, or when we hear about some object which we feel will give us uh, happiness, then we develop that desire to obtain that object, to experience that object. That is called Icha. Hmm. Either it comes from our past memory it is stored and it suddenly uh, certain things of this world reminds us of that and the richa comes. Otherwise we are just sitting quietly and all. Suddenly nice fragrance comes of the freshly uh, roasted uh, coffee beans and all. <sighs> then Icha comes there. I want coffee. Hmm. That's called Icha. It can be stimulated, that Icha can be stimulated by the, uh, the stimuli from the world outside directly or by someone's uh, listening to someone or reading something or from television and all or from the memory it just comes. So Icha is there. That is also known. I know what I want. Means there is a consciousness of what I, what I want. So that is also called Kshetra, part of Kshetra only. And Dvesha. Dvesha is when I see, hear, taste, touch and those things or those objects which I feel is giving me unhappiness, sorrow, pain. Then that feeling which comes inside is called Dvesha. 
dislike, intense hatred, and that can come through memory also. We just remember something, and then hate comes. It can come through memory. It can come through the stimuli I receive from the world outside, and which are according to my understanding and according to my judgment. I feel that it gives me sorrow and pain, and therefore I have hatred. But later on, when my judgment change, no, no, it doesn't give sorrow. It is very good. Then the same object will start giving me. Uh, then I will develop desire. I want it. So this keeps on fluctuating. There is no guarantee that what I desire will always give me happiness. It gives pain also. So it keeps fluctuating, but it is always there constantly. The the desires erupt in the in the mind, and constantly the intellect will have to take decisions. Actually, the intellect is a decision maker, and mind is like just it keeps on pouring out the desire. This mind doesn't think, mind just feels, mind just puts out uh, options and various uh, things. It just pours out. It will be nice if I get coffee and all. Coffee is very good. I am just giving this as an example, huh? Not that I am interested in coffee or something. So uh, this uh, nice coffee, this that and all. Then intellect, uh, then अच्छा ठीक है कॉफी चाहिए आपको चलो देखते हैं कहाँ मिलेगी कॉफी एंड ऑल. Then intellect uh, passes a decision. Okay, let us go there to the to that uh, restaurant and have coffee. So intellect. Constantly keeps uh, getting the feed feedback from the mind and takes a decision, chooses, compares, judges, suppresses, repels, rejects. All these things is, are done by the intellect. Sometimes when we are drunk or when we are uh, not using the intellect, intellect takes uh, is relaxes. Then the mind only starts doing whatever comes to. That is called reaction. There are people who are not using the intellect, and their mind only keeps reacting to the situation. Somebody says something, and I just get angry and all without thinking. That's called mind is reacting. Mind has not referred the matter to the intellect. It says, "I will." May I take it? It has not referred to the intellect. Intellect sometimes doesn't even know what is happening. Later on, it comes to acha. Apni pitai ki uski. चलो अब क्या करें सो दिस ऑल थिंग आर हैपनिंग इंटेलेक्ट वेन इट हैज गॉट साउंड विजडम विच इज स्टोर्ड इन द अवर मेमोरी वॉट इज कॉल्ड यर अव्यक्त और वॉट इज कॉल्ड चित्त इट रिफर्स टू इट एंड टेक्स प्रॉपर डिसीजन देफोर सत्संग एंड प्रॉपर एजुकेशन एंड ऑल्सो प्रॉपर संस्कार हेल्प अस टू take good decisions in life hmm. so ichha then dvesha hatred then sukham sukham when we get object when we experience objects which which are pleasant to us it gives rise to that feeling of goodness that is called sukha when we achieve something when we experience something through the senses when we think something very pleasant and it gives us that uh, great feeling of goodness 
that is called sukha. When we experience something which is unconditioned, which is not uh, favorable to the senses or to the mind, to the intellect, to our ahankar, to our body, it is totally against our uh, liking, then that is called dukkha, sorrow. And this also keeps fluctuating. And they are also experienced. We are conscious of our happiness and we are conscious of sorrow. So sorrow as well as happiness are kshetra, are objects, are other than me, are part of the mind and intellect. Like if I take the example, like the sun and the, the, the water particle, the water particle may contain all this uh, sukha, dukkha and all. It is not there in the reflection of the sun and it is not there in the sun. We are the sun. We are not even the reflection of the sun. We are the sun. At present, we are behaving as the reflection of that sun. We have identified with the reflection of the sun. That is the Kshetradnya. <clears throat> the real nature of the Kshetradnya is the pure reality only. So, Ichha, Dvesha, Sukham, Dukham, Sanghataha. Sanghata is a is a conglomeration of our body and the senses. Body and the senses together, they are called Sanghat. Hmm. That body and senses organ, they uh, react to the world outside. Constantly through our senses and uh, through the body and through the organs of action, we keep dealing with the world. And the mind and intellect, ahankar, are inner equipment which, which modulates our responses to the world from within. Therefore, they are called antakkaran, inner instrument also. So, sanghataha, that is also part of kshetra, vikar of kshetra. Then, chetana. Chetana is that uh, expression of this consciousness in the body, in the mind, in the intellect, because of which it appears to be alive. That life, because of which it is, it seems to be alive. That is the Chetana. Hmm. When a person is dead, no Chetana is there. And the person is alive, this uh, life in the senses, life in the body, life in the mind, life in that intellect, that is called Chetana. And that also we are conscious of. One is conscious of our own life. I am alive. How do you know you are alive? No, I know I am alive. One is conscious of one's life. That life is also part of Sharir. Is also Kshetra. Is also different from Kshetradnya, the knower. So this, what we call life, is Chetana, is part of Kshetra. Then Dhriti, Dhriti is, is forbearance, is ability to perceive of the ability of the mind, the ability of the senses, the ability of the intellect to go on, to, to bear with all the difficulties, and to persevere a particular path or particular uh, action 
that uh, quality is called dhriti that is also included here as a modification of kshetra so mainly kshetra contains the 24 uh, elements but these are the further modification of the kshetra and it includes all these are just sample given here but all your thoughts all the emotions all that is happening in the body mind intellect is all called kshetra is all part of the structure it's like our let us say our uh, mobile then whatever you open and whatever you see is part of that structure only even the chip and all everything but when the electricity flows into it and when the all the tower and all are active then suddenly it becomes alive there's something different in that that is the that is the reflection of that electricity in it which makes it alive so similarly this whole body complex is like the machine only it is very subtle very very uh, complex and very beautiful and consciousness is the one which is aware of this so that consciousness which is aware of this body mind intellect and all this mechanism is called the kshetradnya means i i am and these are all my body so etak kshetram samasena bhagwan says this is kshetram samasena briefly i have explained to you what is kshetra savikaram udarutam along with its vikar icha dvesha sukha dukha sangha chetna and dhriti are the vikar the modification udarutam i have explained to you okay and now we come to a very very interesting uh, portion of this 13th chapter it's slowly developing bhagwan explain what is kshetra and he will be explaining what is kshetratnya using the term neya that which has to be known but before explaining that kshetratnya which has to be known he gives us some 20 uh values 20 sadhanas which he calls knowledge gnanam these are 20 in modern times we can call them values huh these are called gnanam knowledge they are not knowledge by themselves but these qualities when we cultivate in our mind in our intellect then that uh, equipment uh, help us to recognize our own self it is like the mirror mirror is not my face but when i clean the mirror and i have proper light and all then in that mirror i can see my face dirty mirror also doesn't make my face dirty clean mirror doesn't make my face clean but if i want to see my face i need to clean the mirror similarly dirty mind or clean mind atma remains untouched but if i want to recognize and realize that self then it is necessary that i make the mind intellect equipment clean it is possible to clean them 
and that uh, those uh, values which help us to clean the equipment they are indicated here as jnana and there are 20 values and these 20 values are like 20 sadhanas which uh, we have to follow cultivate in us and when it is cultivated it will help us to recognize myself as that pure kshetradnya and when I recognize myself as that pure kshetradnya devoid of all this equipment devoid of all this body and all when I come to realize myself as that pure I am and that itself is called that state of enlightenment I will know myself as Brahma I will know myself as existing in all the bodies, not only reflecting in one body, but existing in all the bodies. The whole standpoint will change, the whole focus will change, the whole way of looking will change. It's like suppose I am just a reflection in one little tiny little drop of water, then from that point when I look, everything will be so limited. But suppose I, through some magic, suddenly I become the, I go at the level of the sun, then I see all my reflection everywhere. Me? Everywhere I hurry. I am there, I am here, I am everywhere. Just imagine the excitement of the sun. Sun doesn't get so excited. But just imagine the sun when it looks at all the drops, it will say, oh, I exist in all these drops. And each drop and each reflection, it they assume a separate identity and the sun laughs. That look, is thinking that he is different from me. He is assuming a separate identity. That is what is happening to us. We are, each one of us, in our essential nature is that Brahma. But now we are identified we are the witness of our own body-mind complex and identified with this body-mind complex that itself is called bondage. So we have to recognize ourselves as we are. And the path is to catch hold of this I am. Don't have to do anything. Just focus your attention on your, on your being. I am. And that I am will lead you to your real nature. Hmm. So for this we have to prepare ourselves. All these qualities which are there, 20 values, they are very important and if we develop them in our, uh, our this body, mind and equipment, it will help us. So these are the sadhana, 20 sadhanas mentioned. You don't have to do anything else. People keep on doing all sorts of things and they irritate others also. So don't do irritating sadhana. Just follow the proper guidance given by Bhagavan. Huh, some people do it. Either they will make loud noises early in the morning in the name of sadhana. Once I got so scared, I heard a lot of people laughing and all. Then I came to know it's a laughing club. So, all this is fine for your health and all, but if you are serious about enlightenment, 
then these are the 20 sadhanas which we have to cultivate in us let us chant amanitvam adam bhitvam ahim sakshantir arjavam Acharyo pasanam shocham Steryam atma vinigraha Amanitvam adam bhitvam Ahim sakshantir arjavam Acharyo pasanam shocham Steryam atma vinigraha uh, these 20 values, our Gurudev is to say they are like 20 point program for the sincere spiritual seeker to cultivate. If this is cultivated, you will reach that state of enlightenment. No other sadhana is required. And but these are uh, cultivated through our, uh, uh, through our uh, studies through our contemplation, by following our dharma, by various means, by through satsang, all this can be developed within us. They are there. They are there within us. We have to recognize them and assert them and make them firm. All these qualities are naturally there in all of us. It's like in a dirty water also. Pure water is there. But it has to be filtered, it has to be uh, evaporated and all those uh, distillation process and all. Then that pure water will come out. Similarly, these qualities mentioned here are there in the natural pure state of our mind, our intellect. But because of our lot of experiences and different ideas and concepts and various theories and and notions and uh, superstitions and all sorts of things, it has got muddled up so much that it is really in a very bad shape, to tell you frankly. But nothing is lost. We can again retrieve this and make it good. So the first thing is Amanitvam. Amanitvam means absence of Manitvam, absence of pride, means humility. Humility or absence of pride. Pride means considering ourselves great. Pride is a very, man, it's a very strange thing. We identify with our body, mind, intellect. Then we identify with the properties and things which we have accumulated. We identify with all the achievements which this body-mind-intellect equipment has acquired. And identifying with that, we have created our own image. And then image, we and we compare it with other images which are there in the world. And we feel that I am better than them. And I am most worshipful and all. That sort of attitude is called mana, pride. It is not only I am great, but you are small. 
and very strange, the pride, I feel that I am great, but I also want constant encouragement and acceptance from others also. Because by my own feeling that I am great, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't, it, it doesn't satisfy me. It needs the feedback from the world. This pride is very strange. It needs constant feedback from the world. If the world stops giving feedback, this pride will feel little agitated, you know. So it wants some people always saying, you are so great. You are the very expression of greatness. Whether pride on beauty, then constantly we want someone to appreciate and say, you are very beautiful, very attractive, very nice dress you are wearing. And such smart, your, your smile is very wonderful and you walk so nicely and all. And your voice is like a sweet music and all. And only one day if you say all these things, it will not be sufficient. Next day again you have to repeat. You are so nice and you are so sweet and your voice is like music and all. <laughs> and if it is not repeated, this fellow feels very depressed and all that. Nobody appreciates me, you know. Then they throw parties and all, so that all those people come and appreciate. You are such a great person, you are nice, and your voice is like music. <laughs> so this goes on and all. Then the, this pride is such strange that if other proud people come, then this uh, there is a competition there. See, even a person who is humble, but somebody comes and start expressing that pride from him also start coming out. If somebody tells you, I have this and I am so great and I am this, then you feel, because that person saying that I am great makes you low and then you also have your own pride, so you try to become higher than him. Then he tries to become higher than you. So this goes on. <laughs> it's very interesting phenomenon. And these are all natural reactions of our body-mind equipment. And we get caught up in it. And people get so much caught up that they are, one pride can make them run like mad dog throughout their life. Just to show our neighbor that I am better, they will work so hard. Just to show someone this, I am so great, they will do all sorts of things to make themselves higher than them. Then they also compete and try to become higher than you. So the whole life goes in this pride and maintaining that pride. To maintain pride is very difficult. And it cannot be maintained for long because whatever we have for which we are proud of is temporarily, it will go. It cannot even wealth and position, name, fame, everything is ephemeral, it goes. It doesn't remain. Maakuru dhana jana yavvan garvam Harati Nimeshat Kalas Sarva. Bhagavan Shankaracharya says that don't be proud of your yavan, your youth, youthfulness and your wealth and position, name, fame. It can just disappear zik, within short time. But that pride prevents me from gaining knowledge of my own self. Because pride creates such a big thing, hawa about my own ego. Ekto ego itself is very difficult to transcend. Pride is like coloring and modifying this ego and making it nice. Gubbara bana usko. To ordinary ego to transcend is very difficult. Pride wala ego to more difficult. 
so we have to become free of this pride and that freedom from pride comes from understanding from knowledge vidya dadati vinayam by understanding this flimsiness of all this game whatever we are proud of will go away and all these are kshetra only i am much more greater than all the things of this world put together the pure consciousness we are neglecting our own real nature and running after all these shadows proud of wealth and position kya kuch nahi rehne wala hai but that makes a person gets tied up in this samsara so with deep understanding with deep wisdom one can become free of this all this pride amanitvam humility don't be proud of anything because they they don't really belong to us it is we are that sun which is reflecting in this water that water doesn't belong to us the other waters around it also doesn't belong to us temporarily we are reflected in this body mind equipment when which is functioning according to the laws of nature and whatever is happening also happens according to the laws of nature one particular body mind equipment functions in a particular way and certain things tries happens around it that body mind equipment need not be proud about it it just uh, just a happening in in the in the world so amanitvam if we deeply understand if we become contemplative and wise and understand this the first thing which will drop is this man only pride will see this is not something to be practiced humility is not an action ha huh? so humble sorry some people act humble main to aapke pair ki jooda hu something it's not a dialogue you know and if you tell this humble people who oh, you are my pair ka and if you introduce is my pair ka jota you know that fellow will get uh, that person will get irritated but then i will say you only told me i told you but i didn't mean it <laughs> so it's humility is not an action it's an expression it's a by product of wisdom it is not something to be practiced like uh, physical action i am nowadays i am practicing humility it's not to be practiced in a outer way it's not about how you walk how you talk and what type of dress you are wearing or how simple you are living and all that is not a sign of humility at all you might be very proud you might be very proud of that also that i am the humblest person in this locality <laughs> sometimes people are proud of their absence of wealth also that i am totally you know vairagya i don't possess anything ek ek pair of clothes i have and that is i don't like all those things that is also pride only pride takes different forms and then people also get uh, they encourage such people then yes yes you are such a wonderful person so amanitvam if we develop if this quality come then we become fit to recognize our own self if we are humble 
if you are humble don't be proud of any achievements of this if you are humble they become fit to recognize because the mind the intellect and the ahankar becomes soft they just settle down and in their settled state my attention gets shifted from the kshetra to the kshetradnya to that pure i am take your attention to that pure i am my existence i my being i am and that pure i am will take you to your ultimate destination so amanitvam will help another quality is adambhitvam absence of dambha dambha is called hypocrisy showing something which is which is not there see uh, pride people are showing off what they might be having but dambha is they don't have it but they want to still show so they somehow show it to like person may have a pride of his wealth but the neighbor doesn't have so much wealth but what to do cannot accumulate wealth also so somehow makes this show there and creates the illusion that i am also quite you know lot of wealth i have so show of wealth position name fame knowledge humility these that showing it off that is dambha it's like that is also we need we uh, that ahankar needs to get its uh, fulfillment the ahankar feels fulfilled by showing off because always we want to ahankar always wants to feel special ahankar wants to feel special ahankar doesn't want to feel ordinary we don't want to be ordinary we should we want to be special we want to be recognized we want our name to come even in the newspaper a thousand name comes and your name is there you will first and and circle it also thousand and one people in delhi got dengue you were also one so you will <laughs> my name was mentioned where that one was me so that is uh, so dambha is it showing something which is not there so it is a lie so trying to act at a physical level uh, showing off your even um, showing off some qualities which are not there so showing off certain uh, things which you normally not do but in the public you try to do normally that person may not meditate but if a big gathering is there and everyone is looking then they will sit hath mein japa mala leke alone at home tv dekhte baithta hai but in public <laughs> that is all dambha okay it is also part of that pride only sort of yeah. so dambha bhagwan says you drop that dambha don't show off 
If you are simple, remain simple. If you don't have certain qualities, you don't have those them. Accept. If you are uh, ignorant, then accept it. Don't show off your knowledge and I am so wise and all and start uttering all foolish things. Just remain as you are. So, Adam Bhitvam, it helps. If this quality comes, it will help us to recognize my own self. These are very important. Because recognizing the self is more important than all the name and fame which one can get in this world. They are all useless. Once a person dies, nothing remains. And even if it remains, what is that for me? So, amanitvam adam bhitvam, then ahimsa. Ahimsa is absence of himsa. Himsa is violence. Absence of violence is called ahimsa. Violence is uh, giving sorrow and pain to other beings, causing so causing pain, sorrow to other beings, purposely to hurt them. It's called himsa, without any rhyme and reason. Or sometimes we have our own rhyme and reason to cause pain and sorrow to other beings, not only human beings, but animal, bird, plants, is called himsa, and absence of that is ahimsa. That by my body, mind, intellect and equipment, <coughs> consciously and uh, through my swabhav, I should not cause any sorrow or any pain to other beings. That is called ahimsa. And uh, should also not encourage others to cause pain. Sometimes we ourselves might not cause pain, but we encourage others to cause pain. Even certain food and all which we eat, we ourselves might be very nice, not killing those poor little animals and all. But we tell others to kill and make it and bring it, and then I will eat. So, whether I cause it directly or make others cause, I become the leader of the Himsa group. That is also a Himsa only. So, absence of Himsa at all levels. Not only I should be non-violent towards the world, but towards my own body mindful in the name of spirituality or religion, they keep torturing themselves also. They become quite irritating to themselves. All sorts of funny ideas they have of spirituality or sadhana and they torture their body, they torture their mind, they torture their intellect. So much so they get exhausted that in the name of God and spirituality the person gets scared then. And then unconsciously he takes a sankalp, okay, next life I want to become a gunda only. Ye bhoot peda. Ye upwas, wo upwas, idhar jau, udhar jau, idhar yatra karo, udhar karo, udhar bhajan gao, udhar ye karo, baap re, baba, baba, baba. Aaj khane ka kuch man karta hai, lekin upwas hai. So in the name of spirituality and religious rituals and all, 
don't torture yourself but try to develop these qualities developing ahimsa is much more religious than doing other things so amanitvam adambitvam ahimsa kshantihi kshanti means absence of disturbance when somebody gives us sorrow or pain paraparadha prapta avikriya see it is not exactly forgiveness forgiveness is one thing but this is that even when somebody by consciously or unconsciously uh, their actions or their yeah their action causes some pain or sorrow or disturbance can cause disturbance to remain undisturbed is called shanti to remain undisturbed see there are certain there physically somebody causing pain and all might one one can get it one can get hurt but there are a lot of things disturbed by thinking about it and all more and more we contemplate more upon them and gets then vikar comes in our heart we become very very disturbed somebody says something very harshly huh? and that incident happen only for one minute or something because to say harshly also how long you can say so one minute but then i think about it i contemplate very deeply i don't contemplate on all these provocations which are here but that i think why did he say like that and that too in front of everyone and he said like this and it hurt me so much and i feel in this and i was all the time then at night in the morning while eating drinking walking talking this that all the time ta 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 that is called vikar so remaining undisturbed by the actions negative actions of the world towards you is called kshantihi whatever duties i have to do whatever actions i have to take i should take but without getting disturbed kshanti doesn't mean we should not take any action we can take action but without getting disturbed without having anger without having jealousy without having pride without getting disturbed whatever has to be done you just do it it should not cause any vikar that's called shanti hi and arjavam arjavam means straightforwardness whatever is there in the mind is there in the intellect same thing gets expressed through the body there is no crookedness there is no kapat there is no shrewdness the person has got a straight simple personality that's called arjavam and some more we will see these qualities and lot of other very beautiful qualities are there in our class tomorrow